Um, okay. Oh, there we go. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Right? It sounds good, right? That bass. I like this. I like this. With these on? Now we seem to get JJ in. I will never hear the fire detector that tells me of our impending doom. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We will slowly suffocate. Painlessly, presumably. I mean, if the shit hits the fan, I'm just going to throw a nipper through this window and get some fresh air. <laughs> There's a million other objects you could throw through the window to get fresh air. You choose the dog of all things. I feel like he'd be closest at hand. This is the Dark Side Records and Gallery Podcast. I would choose the Christmas tree. I'd realistically, I'd probably choose that log right there. You're not grabbing the log, barehanded. It's the sm- right there. The log would be the thing creating said smoke. Not the one in the fireplace, oh. dumbass. There's one to the side. Oh, I like that. Now, you know what? I- <laughs> you think I'm going to reach into the fireplace? I'm going to grab that stereo up there with all the tubes. <laughs> Just that's wing what, it right through the window. That's really heavy. That's really heavy. Exactly. Yeah, that means I'll go through thing. the window. You know how hard it is to throw a dog through a window? I do. I presume very hard. <laughs> I haven't actually tested. I guess it depends on the dog, really. In the window. In the window. That's true. Temp- Old, non-tempered glass mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going right through. Like a storm window. Yeah. There's a lot of variables in this mm-hmm. in this situation here. How does my voice sound, considering I'm, I have a cold and I feel very vocalent? Not bad. Okay, thank Not you. Bad. Thank you. Yeah, probably an improvement. My nasally voice is an improvement to my regular hey nasally voice. Hey, guys. They sound pretty good. They, they do, do sound good. Yeah. This is yeah. nice, right? These are good mics. Mm-hmm. I feel like this video is sexual. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, it's so big. Long and cylindrical. Do you like this, Berto? Shazam! <laughs> Nippers. Now choking me with my own head forward. Oh. <laughs> my own head forward. We've had our reactions to sit you here got- and watch you get choked out by I a th- dog. <laughs> I think you have to bite a lemon. Isn't that like the thing? Like um, they keep a lemon in their mouth so you can bite it so at the last second you don't die. What? Isn't that what? an autoerotic asphyxiation thing? How does that save you? What was the guy from NXS? Remember him? Mm. Didn't he die of the same thing? I think you're right. I feel like yeah. it kills a lot of people. Cause... I don't feel like it kills a lot of people. That's a that's a bold statement when it comes to... It might kill a lot of people in Thailand. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ruined it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, this is this is an exciting episode of uh, the Dark Side Podcast. There's a lot of new things that are part of this episode. It's been a big year. I just meant in the last two weeks. This is big. That's true. You, too. you want yeah. to do the whole year? Well, I was saying we're talking about you know the year's best. It's been a big year. Okay, <laughs> January first. <laughs> Dude, we we are we are broadcasting officially from the new Dark Side Man Cave. That's right. Is that what we call it? The Dark Side Man Cave? I don't think that's fair, because A, but, there's a woman right, literally correct, right there. Correct, correct. B, there's going to be babies, presumably mm-hmm. at some point. Not necessarily tonight, but those are two things that you can't have in a man cave. We're in stately Dark Side Manor. Okay, that's better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark Side Studios. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Uh, JJ and Aaron, you guys have a new home. We do. Holy shit. And there's a fireplace. We are we are having our first official dark side fireside chat. There's also the strong possibility there's carbon monoxide in the air tonight. That's true. Can I do one thing? Can I just get a moment of silence so we can see if we can actually just pick up the fire noises? I got the car going by. 
I'm just letting you guys know now, if there was no fire noises, I'm just going to put fire noise sound effects in so it sounds like there's fire noises, and just going to let that roll through Before the whole you go. podcast. Before you go, you just got to bring a mic over the fire. and There we go. Maybe we should move Aaron's mic just in front of the fire <laughs> so that it just picks that up. That'd be really funny, actually. <laughs> I, I think they, what we're saying there is Aaron is fire. Ooh, which, if you know anything about hip-hop, is a good thing. I was going to say she sets fire to the rain. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that was a, the, no. that's not a cool hip-hop saying, what you're last, saying. That was the last album. Okay, see? You say you're okay with being fired? Fire. She's dropping hip-hop fire right now. That's I was going to say, that, I think that makes me James Taylor. Yes. I've seen fire and... I've seen rain. The made it rain. He, he's my favorite hip hop artist, James well, Taylor. Set fire to the rain was Adele, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really up on my Adele and or fire related lyrics, unfortunately. It's too bad. Yeah. I was going to invite you to stand next to my fire. Yeah. We didn't start. Is that a song? I don't get that one. Oh come on, Hendrix. Oh okay, okay, okay. I'm with it now. Okay. We didn't start the fire. See that one again. It was, it was always burning burn. since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. I'm cutting all this out. This is terrible. <laughs> we should not be harmonizing. I really wish I remembered the rest of the words of that song, like the little the verses. Ayatollahs in Iran, Russians in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Something That's all I got. Birdo is our in-house Billy Joel expert, so he should That's be true. on this. True. I mean, I probably do know Joel. more of the words of that song than anyone else in the room. So, uh, other news that has happened recently is Aaron's computer completely shit the bed. Just shit Mac. the bed the other night. Fucking totally died. She had to go and get a whole new hard drive. She lost everything on her hard drive. Including JJ's dick pics. I was going to say baby pics first, but I mean, if you, you want to have go a straight... dick before you have the baby. I'm just natural progression of life right there. That's, can't that's just science. One without the other. <laughs> other. Can't, can't argue with science, man. All right, fair enough. So she lost everything, and that fucking sucks. And now uh, she has been, uh, or I should say, as Dark Side Tech Support, I have been assisting her and putting new things on her computer. True. New dick pics. All so many dick pics. <laughs> I subscribed her to Anthony Weiner's Twitter <laughs> account. <laughs> So we have uh, we've upgraded our mics. Upgraded the mics, yeah. These are nice. We have brand new microphones. You can't hear Birdo because he's eighty five fucking feet myself. away from it. I can hear myself. Ugh, coming through JJ's mic because you're closer you to his than yours. You're wearing fucking skull candy headphones. Don't bring my skulks into I, this. Well, I was gonna say, really, this is only an issue because JB forgot the other mic stand. That's correct. That's correct. There's <laughs> <laughs> great new mics and one less mic stand than but, we used to. You know, we're uh, we're adapting. We're doing what we can. Electrical tape saved the day. Yeah, exactly. It's true. It did. Stolen electrical tape. Stolen ET. Mm-hmm. This is really sensitive now. It's, that's the way it's supposed if to I be. If I talk like really wet, I probably <laughs> like a lot of split. <laughs> <in my> m- <laughs> Sounds like a moot boot stuck in mud, only wetter. Yes. I'm assuming a baby. Mm. Uh-huh. When they're hungry. Here they go. That's because that's the sound I make when I want a nipple in my mouth, so I assume that it's the natural sound a human makes when they want a nipple in their mouth. How does that work out for you? <laughs> <laughs> not as not as well as I'd hoped. They actually only make it when they want solid boobs, not when they want milk. I mean, you should see the reaction I get in strip clubs when I do that. It's it's rough. <laughs> I gotta bring out the twenties just to be able to stay. Mm. So wait, so does that mean when we're at work and we want to order lunch, we should just make that noise in the store? 
Aaron. Unless you want, unless you don't want solids, then you should go ba 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 ba. done. I think we'll just move the breast milk freezer to the new store. There we Fair go. enough. That's nice. fun. Some smoothies and some shakes. They do a lot of things in Japan. Fresh from the teeth. So wait, there's someone back there like milking yep. a women. lactating <laughs> Japanese woman. I actually wish you. I would hope that you would get to see that, so you like see the source. I would like to see the source. Yeah, yeah I don't want. I don't believe that it's. You know, it, this is like how people here get like organic, free range food. They're like, um, I'd really like to see the farm where that chicken grew up. It'd be the same thing. I'd really like to see where they're being milked, if I could. Just, I want to make sure it's free range. Just like a sterile yeah. room in a, like in a glass case behind the bar, with those um, like those cow things just, yeah, just stuck on the there. Same thing. I was thinking more. It's like. They're just playing Angry Birds. I just want to make sure they have a cage. They have at least three feet of room in which to move around. Did you and... see Fury Road, Mad Max? Yeah. Okay, it's like that. The breast milk setup they had there with the mutants. Oh, I never want to think about that. Oh, either, yeah, yeah, you just thought about it again. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's going on in Japan right now. You know. For, but for profit. Somewhere for profit, in the world right not now. Not for hoarding. Yeah. Somebody is drinking a fresh human milk shot. <laughs> Good for them. It's like yep. wheatgrass. Good for them. If you've got some, send some to Darkside Records. Care of... <laughs> It's care of Roberto. John Bryan. <laughs> Roberto Hull. Yeah, send us a Japanese freshie, would you? Hashtag milk in the health. That's Jonald H. Bryan. I've got some December milk in the freezer right now. So you have milk in the sink. Is that like a winter lager? Like, does, does the cow get different flavors as seasons change and it's, she ages? It's artisan breast milk. Handcrafted in Yonkers. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, everybody, welcome to the Dark Side Records and Gallery podcast, episode 13? 10? Tw- no. 12. 12? 12. 12. 12. There's 11. Bobby Long was 11. It was Bobby Long. Bobby Long was 11. So, welcome to episode 12 of the Dark Side Records and Gallery podcast. This is our last podcast of 2015. Mm. It is, yeah. Wow. It's been quite a year. It's been a crazy year. It has. There's been a lot of changes that we've gone through. We're still going to go through a bunch of changes. I don't know if you have noticed, if you're, uh, I'm speaking to the listener, of course, you, the listener, I'm speaking to you. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have not moved yet. We're still in the same place. They probably noticed because they're probably one of the people who are like, hey, <laughs> your sign says November. It's 2015. It's the last episode of this podcast. It's December. It's, that's a crime, oh, baby. Oh, God. Yeah. If she there was carbon Aww. monoxide, she wouldn't no, cry. Exactly, yeah. Ever again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, that's I mean, what I, that's what I'm gonna miss about our old setup is Aaron yelling edit from another room true, at us yeah. while we're recording. Now she can come over and just plug wires. Yeah, now she's gonna shit. be here yelling at us to edit things. But it's been yeah, it's been a crazy year. I mean, to sum it up, I think Han Solo was at the beginning of this year. <laughs> Wow! Wow! You're gonna do that? You're gonna do that? I'm just saying. I, I, yeah, it's probably too soon, right? Spoiler alert: Birdo has seen Star Wars. Maybe that's what we need. To, we just need to say spoiler alert first, okay, everyone? Right. Spoiler alert: We're gonna talk about the new Star Wars right now. You ready? Ready. Here we go. I saw it. I saw it. I, I saw it three times. We all saw it. Birdo <laughs> saw it. Oh. It's weird that I can see Aaron in this video screen over here. What's what you doing? Describe it in detail. 
She's laying with a baby. Okay. She's being adorable. That's cute. I guess really the babies are being adorable. She's being like second to your adorable, you know? That's a baby. That's Harper. Oh, God. I think it's Harper. You don't know. You don't know your. It might actually be Charlotte. You don't know your baby's howls? I do, but I'm questioning it right now. I'm hearing it through microphone. Uh, Speaking of this year, Mm -hmm. I'm actually uh, putting the final touches on my my top 10 list as we speak. I finished up mine today. And here's the thing about. So this podcast is dedicated to our top 10 of 2015 lists. Right. Uh, We've been posting. Uh, lists that we've received from customers, from part-time employees, from uh, friends. And we've been posting them all on our website. Strangers. Dark, Darkside Records. There was that homeless com. guy who gave us the napkin that I think had a top ten list on it. Or it, feces. It, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I left it in your in your box. It basically just said vodka with a question mark. And we assumed that was his number one album of the year, which yeah. I had not heard. Uh, it's, but te- I, it's techno. It's by, it's by Mr. Boston. <laughs> I've been working on mine, and here's the thing. I don't know if I have, like, a number one album of this year. I definitely do. You do? You have, have like, I, a confident I do. number one? Yeah. And I, it actually really surprised me. Like, it snuck up. I mean, I guess we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay, okay. But it was surprising. And, like, as one of those that kind of snuck up on me, and I realized I've been listening to it nonstop for oh, shit. some time. <laughs> uh, JB, why don't you reach over there, take Hit the that, mute button. throw it against the wall. <laughs> Wow, wow, that is a good Man. scream. Wow. That's nothing. While there's babies crying in the background, I forgot I'll just move on and talk about our top ten list. But uh, so before we get to our actual picks, something I wanted to talk about is that um, uh, last week I did a lot of reading of other people's top ten lists. And, you know, all the major publications have put theirs out, Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, uh, all mm-hmm. the music blogs and, and everything. And there's one that I did not listen to at all. And... It's uh, obviously Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Why is that obvious? I have to admit, I haven't listened to that either. Uh, because it's on a lot of people's lists. Uh, it was Obama's pick. He picked it for Song of the Year. And uh, I've, I, I feel like I missed the boat on something. I feel like I missed a whole cultural movement because it was like across the board on every mm-hmm. single site's top 10 list. Everyone had Kendrick Lamar's either like number one or number two. Yeah, and that's true. I apparently slept on Kendrick Lamar. Holy shit. I thought you slept with Kendrick Lamar, and that's why you No, then I would have heard the record if I had slept with I mean, him. Maybe. I, would, I would know a little bit more about the album, I think. I feel like he would play it before, During, we, before we did during it like, gently oh yeah. together. Grammy. Kendrick Lamar will not be reposting this. You don't want to be rough with a guy backed by Obama. I'm just saying. You, you never. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say a not all unexpected turn. <laughs> for sure. What was it, like 10 minutes this time? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good for us, actually. So we've been working on these top 10 lists all year. Uh, we have gotten them from a bunch of people. And it's not too late. You can still submit your top 10 list. Totally. We uh, just won't talk about it on the podcast. We actually you're late. We created a hashtag, DS. Uh, it's hashtag DS Top 10 2015. If you search that on the social media, you'll see everybody's posts. We've I've tried to collect them and repost them on our website and on our social media so that you could see what everybody was uh, listening yeah, to Yeah, a lot this of customers year. have been into it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by the response that we got from people. Mm-hmm. Were there any lists that you guys read from part-timers or whoever that stood out to you? Anything that, uh, any interesting picks that you maybe didn't think about this year? Uh, I thought Tyler had an interesting pick. He put uh, Ron Funches, Bunches of Funches on his list, and mm-hmm. I didn't think of that one. I think Tyler's list was interesting because uh, I keep forgetting that he is much more knowledgeable about 
knowledgeable about hip hop than any of the rest of us, mm-hmm. which is like refreshing because he can make better recommendations to customers than I can. I'm like, oh yeah, the Jay Z. Go to the Jay Z. Everyone likes the Jay Z. Although apparently oh this God. year it's Kendrick Lamar. So. You just turned into like an 80 year old man in one <laughs> fell swoop. Island. Yeah. <laughs> what do you kids listening to? Is it the Jay Z? He's, he's, he's got that Barclay Center out there. Oh God, hello. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Well, I think the crying stopped. It makes me feel better. Okay, good. What else was new that we were supposed to talk about for this? Someday we'll be prepared for this. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> 2016. I mean, but. to clarify, when JB says we've been working on it all year, we've been working on it for like a week. Yeah. When I say we no, will. that's not true. I mean, I literally have been kept a list the entire year in my phone. I kept. Mm-hmm. A, I started keeping a list the entire year. I got two titles on there, and then until about a week ago, I had the rest of them. I think... I think a couple of my picks might have started off the year, so I was like, it was a strong mm-hmm. list, and mm-hmm. we had been not far off the heels of our last year's top ten, so I, I was proactive, and I put it in my phone and started keeping track. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a couple that I put in my phone, and really my big ones have pretty much been there, and I don't think any, like the majority of my list is going to be a surprise to anyone. Um, oh, shit, I forgot about Baroness. <laughs> He's still editing. I know he's editing in the podcast. God, he's editing his list. It's embarrassing. It's I. I had a tougher time this year than I did last year. I I definitely did as well. You know what my problem was was um, I don't have like a clear and defined number one, and mm. part of that is because the album that I picked for my number one I didn't realize actually came out in 2014. What and, was it? Uh, classic mistake. Yeah, and I got a pressing of it that came out in 2015, and I just didn't research the actual release date yep. of the record. So it's my it was it was my bad I fucked up. Uh, it was actually it was nothing guilty of everything. Hmm. I love that record and this year really came to appreciate it. I saw them live and I don't think it even, I don't think it was on my list last year. No, it wasn't. I don't even remember I, what I my remember list was mentioned. really. I remember some of my list from last year. Is that a bad sign that we don't remember our list from no, last year? No, I, I could probably give you. The <laughs> top I remember. Three or four. Yeah, I remember some of them. Yeah, well, give me. Um, Smashing Pumpkins was on there. Okay. Um, I know my number one was the uh, the original scoring to 2001: A Space Odyssey that had oh, been right. yeah, yeah. for all those years. Oh, I remember my number one. My number one was Laser Wolf. It was Laser Wolf. Yeah. Yep. I love that record. Holy shit! Um, but we're talking about 2015 now. Now we're right. talking about 2015. Now the whole new lists. How many things from last year's list? You saw? Oh, Ghostface Killer was on there. You, are you still listening to that this year? I think I listened to it maybe once or twice. Mm, I don't know. See? I probably listen to that Laser Wolf, I want to say, like, once a week. Hmm. Like, it comes up in shuffles, and I, I'm like, holy shit, I fucking love this record, and I'll just let it play. Do you think Aaron made the babies cry so she can get out of this? Totally. <laughs> no, I don't. She hit the, baby sure cr- hit the baby crying remote. <laughs> Isn't like a Zach Galifianakis... It's like a remote that causes like, the bed to pinch them until they wake up. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess who uh, who wants to go first and talk about their list? I'm going to say Justin probably doesn't because he's still editing. Yeah, I'm, I'm still so kind of looking down my list here. Well, here I'll go first. Okay. All right. we'll, we'll go around the L. We'll go around the L. Okay. I got a new sofa. That's that else is new this year. It is. It's comfy. So my list, which I have to preface, is uh, I actually I have eight on my top list. I didn't make it to 10. I find that unacceptable. I know. This is disappointing indeed, sir. I, well, I have eight with an honorable mention because I was really stressing, like, um, 
trying to pick records that truly were like standout artists who, you know, like really eclipse a lot of things and like really help me be inspired and listen to new things and feel like I was expanding what I was listening to. Like I really wanted things that really like when I listened to them, they made me say, holy shit. And made me rethink a lot of things. Like that's that's really what I go for in my in my top ten. And I had a lot of albums that I really liked, but they weren't necessarily, you know, like like game changing albums for me. So I did I didn't I felt like I was doing a disservice. Is that the, is that the watermark here? Is game changing the uh, I, the that, standard that or it's your standard? I don't know. That's his standard because I have a, I have a different standard. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, and and I think we all approach this a little differently. We mm-hmm. all approach how we create our list a little differently. And I think last year I I remember last year I picked uh, Prince as one of my top ten, mm-hmm. and it was specifically because not necessarily because it was a game changing record, but because um, it was indicative of a really specific time during the year that I had so much fun, and it you know like every time I hear it, like it affects me and mm-hmm. made me think of that and. That's why I put it in my top fifteen. And this year, I tried not to do that. I tried to pick things Whenever based I on think like of that mi- stupid Prince merit. album. It reminds me of the like last year. The Prince album was in the changer all the time. Uh-huh. It pissed me. I was so sick of Prince, and so I got so sick of it. I taped it. I like duct taped it up under the counter so no one could find it and put it back in the player. I remember that. I remember that. So my my top eight. I guess it's really a top nine because I picked one that was an honorable mention. And um, so I think I say that's just number nine. Okay, that's nine. And, and we're just uh, gonna fill in your ten with Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly." Okay, okay done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my uh, and also mine are not necessarily really in an order because I don't have. I think I have a top two, but I don't really have like a clear defined number one. So I'll just start sort of from the bottom of my list, and I'll move up. I'll cons- oh, so my number ten, Kendrick Lamar's <laughs> "Butterfly." Mm-hmm. My number nine, your proxy vote. Yeah, yeah. My number nine, which was my honorable mention, was actually uh, Grimes' "Art Angels." Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that record, like a lot more than I thought I was going to. We played that in the store, a and lot. it's still in the player. It's I still think. in the player. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a funny story about that, really quick, is that beforehand. I had ever listened to it, uh, an article came up about Grimes, and I had never listened to her music or anything. I had just read the article, and I actually forwarded forwarded it to Aaron. And I said, hey, I think I found an artist that you might like, because she likes a lot of pop music. And uh, and afterwards, I think the next day, I came into work, and the promo had come up, and I was like, holy shit, this is that person that I sent that article. And, and we listened to it, and I just genuinely was surprised by how much I enjoyed the record, and and... It was something I didn't think I was going to like as much as I did. So, Grimes, cool. number nine. Number nine. So, my number eight, we'll, we'll call it my number eight, mm-hmm. was Intronaut, The Direction of Last Things. Just really enjoyed that record. I felt like that band uh, on this record, I liked them before, but I felt like this was more, their most cohesive record. And this felt like, I found like the band finally came together and kind of found their sweet spot as a band. And I really liked it. Which I think I, I gave that oh, record yeah, to you, right? Yeah, yeah. You got me into that one. Cool. Uh, let's see. Seven. Um, I've lost track of my numbers. I'll just start saying them um, until I get to... I'll just say my two and my three. Okay. Or my one and my two, I guess, in this case. Uh, Mutoid Man's Bleeder. Hmm. Mutoid Man fucking rules. Were they on your list last year, too? Did they have an album last year? Maybe they were. Yeah, their first record. Might okay. have been, might yeah, have been. it was last year. 
Their first album, so. yeah. Because hmm. Bleeder's their new one. Yeah, that's a good record. Yeah. It's on my honorable mentions. Cool. They're just uh, everything I like. Like, I love all the guys in that band, and their album just is like nonstop. It just rips the whole time. And it's a good one. Um, High on Fire's Luminiferous. I just like Matt Pike and High on Fire a lot. Uh, that's there's no real uh, big in depth discussion into that. It just was a great fucking record. You're a fan. And, it was a record. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan, and I just really I like as as they've grown. I like. I think I like each thing they do. Each newer album more than the last one. They're just getting better, like with each thing that they put out. Um, between the Buried and Me, but I'll call Ecliptic. I'm. And no surprise to anyone, I'm a big Between the Bear and Me fan. And this was uh, their second album, I believe, on Metal Blade Records. They switched hmm. record labels and have really uh, next-leveled and really gone in a very clear, different direction with uh, their music. It's very similar still, but they clearly like they just refined and have a thing that they want to do. And I just really feel like this was... Them nailing it. That's like, why I need to listen to it again because I remember I listened to the promo when we got it in, mm-hmm. and it, just, it didn't do it for oh, me. So it I took me check it, it out again. It took me a bunch of listens, truthfully. Like I, uh, I really liked the Parallax, both the Parallaxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love I love their old albums. I love Colors and and the Great Misdirect. I even love the old stuff a lot. But like this one, especially compared to like the Parallax, which was very progressive oriented, this was clearly a prog album. Yep. Like this was like they're like we're not fucking writing breakdowns. We're not being we're not doing anything, but we're just doing what we want to do, and we want to be a prog band. And it was just fucking great. I picked uh, a band that I don't know if, if any of you guys have listened to this, but there's a band called Carved Up out of Philly, and they put out a record called Matador. And I just genuinely really fucking love that band. My band has played with them a bunch of times, and this record, I'm just always happy when they put stuff out. They put stuff out very uh, kind of sporadically, and I'm never really sure whether they're ever going to put stuff out ever again. And so I always get excited when they put new things out. And they actually uh, put out a whole new record on a label. And it's just good. <laughs> they're just a really good band. Every time I hear their tunes, they're just so fucking good. And uh, I will play that. For, I don't know if I gave you guys a copy or played it for you I don't you guys, think so. I don't, it doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, I will bring it in so you guys can listen and, uh, and check them out. And I guess that brings me... Oh, uh, Ken Mode's Success... Uh, I'm I'm a big Ken Mode fan, and this was the album they recorded with Steve Albini, and just the tones on this record, so good. I didn't uh, listen to that one at all. I'm okay. keeping my descriptions yeah. short, except for the top two. Really, is what I'm doing. Ken Mode though reminds me of like, it sounds like something related to Barbie. <laughs> that's, that's a, <laughs> they get that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't even know what that one means. <laughs> all right, and my number, uh, my number one and number two, which I'm sure are going to be. A drum roll. It was or a drum roll. My uh, number one and number two, I'm sure, are going to be no surprise to anyone. Uh, Baroness's Purple, I'll say, is my number two, hmm. um, and only because it came out it a few days out. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get a promo of it. I had no advance listen. I've only had it. I guess it's been three days now, yeah. and um, I just really have always loved that band. I love their style. I love their aesthetic. I love their sound. Um, and this was, a lot of people hated on Yellow and Green. Or I should say, at least like in my... Really liked Yellow and Green. In my, uh, in my like, sphere of influence. A lot of people hated on it. I liked Yellow and Green a lot. And I think yeah. there's a lot of... It's very epic. Yeah. Well, epic's wrong. There's a lot of it's, depth to it. There's a lot of... Uh, layers. 
crescendos. Like an ogre and an onion. Like they, they took a lot of chances on it. And that's kind of what I like about it. They experimented mm. a mm-hmm. lot and there's a huge range of sounds on that record. And, you know, obviously they went through a lot of tragedy in the past couple of years that I've been dealing with a lot. And they really just came together and put together just a good fucking rock record. Just a good album. Mm-hmm. And my favorite is, I remember when we listened to it in the store, we got it in the store and we put it on and um, there's a song on it that, I don't even know the song titles yet, uh, but there was a song that I remember like as soon as it came on, I remember like bobbing in my head and I think I looked at you specifically, yeah, Berto, and yeah, I, said, yeah. I was like, this is the riff, dude. This is the one. Oh, it's so good. They fucking, they fucking found it. Yep. Sweet spot right there. Yeah. And I'm so excited for whatever is going to be the next one. Like, obviously, they have two new members in the band, and I heard Fuchsia is coming out next. <laughs> isn't that isn't that in the Purple Range? It's an EP. It's an EP. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, I really like Purple a lot, and every time I listen to it, it's grown on me. And I actually, I saw them last night. Part of the reason my voice sounds as shitty is because I have been sick the past couple of days, and went to see Baroness last night and sang my face off at that show, and. I'm still recovering my voice a little bit. Your face is back, though. That's good. That's a plus. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have much going for me. My face. Dad jokes over there. One of them. Yeah. I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I saw them last night, and I feel like also that really helped me gain a, a appreciation for the new songs, because I think there's something to be said for not just hearing a record and you know, giving it a few listens in a few different environments, so you kind of appreciate it in different ways, but also seeing how a band does it live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was yeah. even, uh, whatever the last song is, there's like a mellow song that's the last song. Yeah. They did that yeah, yeah. live. You mentioned that earlier. And-, and I didn't think they were going to, and they did, and it it put like this whole new spin on the song. Just the way that they, like there was so much passion in it when they performed it together. And I just remember going like, it's so fucking good. I get it now. Like, I get what you guys were doing, and it's good. It's good. I might regret this, you know, next year. I Like I said, I'm doing it on three days of listening, so mm-hmm. it's really kind of a raw sort of feel, but um, obviously I'm a huge Baroness fan as it is, and I was really hoping that we were going to get the album before uh, we recorded this podcast so I could see if it was going to make my top ten list, and... Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, being they got there. it right in under the wire. Yeah, they knew they were meeting our deadline. We waited. We waited for it to come out, <laughs> uh, dude. As did so That's much true. of yeah, the rock we and metal community. To do this last week. Yeah, and uh, I guess that means my number one. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems anticlimactic now. You're, like, <laughs> yeah. you're just like well, I'm done. And my uh, my number one uh, is Torch's Restarter. Was this year? That was oh, this year. I forgot that was this year. Yeah, I forgot about that one too. That that it, was a really good record. That record to me was like Torch's, uh, for lack of a better term, it was like their return to form. Mm. Like it was definitely them f- pulling way more of their sort of like older Torch influences mm-hmm. and meshing them with the new Torch. Like obviously they have they have a new guitar player who I like a lot, and I really liked um, Harmonicraft. I really liked kind mm-hmm. of the direction like they went on a very different direction on that. And then on this one, they just were like, nope. Fuck you. We're going to be the heaviest goddamn band that ever existed. Here it is. Boom. And I mean, you liked it so much, you got like 15 copies of it, right? That's true. I got 80,000 <laughs> different versions. I got every color, partly by accident. Do you have every color? Is no, I don't have every color. No. <laughs> There's so many still seeks. I have, uh, I think I have four copies of it at mm. home. 
stupid website name. pre-ordering <laughs> bullshit. But uh, yeah, and that's the one that, uh, again, Baroness is new, so I'm sort of, that's why I'm, that might be the main reason I'm relegating it to number two. But for Restarter, like, I can listen to that whole record straight through, and like every track is great. Whatever it's on, I never skip. You know, I will listen to it regularly, and they're easy to sing along to. They're great tunes. They're so heavy. Like, the boom string, it's another thing where, like, they found their sweet spot. Mm. Hearing those songs live, again, was was similar to Baroness, was such, like, a cool experience, and to, like, to get it, it's just, they're so tight, and they've nailed it. I really liked it. Nailed it. It just, that was the one that resonated the most with me this year, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted about my yeah, list. You, like you're I just said. putting it at number one. That's all. Yeah. Cool. So that's 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 a uh, that's your list. That's my list. Cool. It's a solid list. Thanks. You know, too short. You didn't really <laughs> didn't really accomplish your task. <laughs> but uh, you know, I gave it a C. Look, I put, I'm going directions. Put, I'm going to put Kendrick Lamar on there. So fuck you guys. Because you had I, room I think for we it. Did, actually, me we, and Obama. We proxied it on there. That's true. It was no part of you. Had no part of that. Uh, I, I will go second, because um, I'm at the center of the L here. Um, I have ten albums, plus an honorable mention, and they are in ranked order, which the order was tough. The order is always tough, I find. Yeah, order was tough, man. Um, yeah. I do have an honorable mention. I'm throwing it in there, because I think it's going to be good, but I literally only started listening to it today, Oh, and that is... Wow, you picked okay. Well, no, I'm, you're I'm, shitting I'm, on him for fucking yeah. working on this thing now, and you're telling us that you added I had one ten today. before this. Oh my god! But um, and Neil Morricone, you, you guys, you know I'm a soundtrack nerd, and Neil Morricone wrote, oh, scored know. the Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino's new forthcoming film, and it's the first time he's done a western score in 30 years. And it is also Quentin Tino's first time commissioning a score for his film. You say Quentin Tino? Yeah. Did I? Say you did say Quentin Tino. It's getting, it's getting late. <laughs> Quentin think, Tarantino's I, first time commissioning a score for a film. I think also... I like the, Quentin Tino. Quentin I, I think on the dork side, you called him J. Brums. Yeah, you did. You J, left out a whole J, J in his J, name. I, J, we're J, tight Brums. like that. We're tight. He likes it. You and J. Brums? J. Brums. All right. I just want to say that... <laughs> Quint, what is it? Quintino? 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 It sounds like something. It sounds like a pizza roll. You, <laughs> you like put it in the oven. You have a hey. fuzz on your hair. You want to heat up some Quintinos, bro? <laughs> yeah. Mm, sounds delicious. Anyway, so it's it's a cool setup, and I want to know. I'm curious to see. I've listened to it like once, and I want to keep listening to it and see if it is as cool as it is set up to be. Kind of, you know, an epic combo right there. Quintino and uh, Morricone. So it's an honorable mention because you just haven't had time to right. I listen time to, to it more to than it. once. Exactly. Uh, so my number 10 is... You shut up. You had eight. Uh, my number 10 was uh, De- Death Cab for Cuties uh, album this year. Kintsugi. Kintsugi, yeah. Kintsugi. I can't, I can't not say it like that. Uh, I thought it was a good album. It kind of went back to the sound they had when they did Plans. Uh, which is really? probably one of my favorite records by them. You think it's you think it's plans like? I think it, I think it's very reminiscent of plans. Hmm. Plans. It wasn't as um, plantain. The tracks weren't as like long and experimental as on um, Planscendent. What came after plans? Uh, Planet Fitness. No. <laughs> the one with the bridge. 
um, narrow stairs. Narrow stairs. Mm, yeah, I really like narrow stairs. Plans um, of wings. And <laughs> you, I see how this is going. I see how this is going. Fine. Yeah. Plans I, well, now I so do it again. I I forgot that record came out this year. It's, I don't uh, really like Death Cab, but I I don't want to say I didn't love the record, but I. I I, it felt refreshing to me because I wasn't sure because the last record, Codes and Keys, yeah, I didn't was really disappointing. That I didn't one. really like that one. But this is the first one without Chris Walla. True, yeah. So I, I was a little put off by that, but uh, I guess you don't need the Walla to be out there. I guess not. Follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Who's Chris Walla? He was the guitar player for, well, I, I would say multi-instrumentalist for Death Cab for Cutie who recently left, and he was actually the one who produced most of the records, I believe. Mm. Oh, Okay. But, uh, and also, but at the same time, sorry, not to interrupt. No, no, but, no, no. Uh, I, I, now I'm putting together the code, for the the codes and the keys for why my list may be wrong. Because um, I forgot that he uh, just got divorced from Zoe Deschanel, so there must be some good writing on there that I'm, mm. I'm not remembering. It was. It's a pretty and good album. And she just had a kid, yeah. so that's got to be fucked up. Was it his kid? I don't know the answer. I don't think so. That'd be awesome. uh, my number nine was the Sword with High Country. Mm. Um, that's just a good fucking record. Like it's rocking. It's got everything that I love about the sword. Uh, it's just solid. Yeah. I I like. I don't want to be negative, but I I just didn't see what all the sword hype was about. It just didn't. I think you've never with been me. into the sword. No, no, no. I like the sword a lot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like Age of Winners. Uh, the a lot of their early stuff. It. Uh, up to what was the one with the spaceship on the cover? That was the Apocryphon? Warp Riders. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. Warp Riders was the last one I really got into. And this one was just so much more like, um, I, I don't want to say negative things. Like, I, I don't think it's a bad record. It's just different. And they're going in, in like a direction. It's like a 70s feel to it. Yeah. It had a very it's, it's like, like Sabbath y It's almost, uh, yeah. I almost feel like it's like, uh, it has like a campy movie sort of feel to it. It, it, it's a good record, and I I, I totally have it, it, like nothing negative. Like, it it what, didn't make it in my top ten for sure, and uh, I hate to be the guy who says that I like their old stuff better, that's, but that's I guess fair. I'm going to be that guy. Classic, fair. you can suck Classic my sword. Classic record sword. Eh? I know. Record oh, sword. You can suck my sword. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. It's okay. They're only number nine. Uh, number eight is Father John Misty with "I Love You, Honey Bear," and uh, this one it. Took me a while to get into. Like Justin's been listening to that pretty much since it came out. I'm, and I'm going to refrain from commentary on this one. I know, I know. You've yes. <laughs> um, and we listened to it in the store, and I mean, we're always talking about how listening to a record for the first time in the store is tough because there's a lot going on. If you got you know these douchebag customers coming in trying to give you money, Edit. it distracts you. These douchebag customers coming in trying to ask questions. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> it distracts you. These, These charming customers coming in and having wonderful conversations that you care about deeply, profoundly, and you just want to take your attention away from the record. Edit. This is another one that's like uh, that's like Kendrick Lamar, where uh, Father John Misty was like number two on everyone's it was on list. A lot of lists. I was yeah. supposed to bring you the promo to listen to, and I never did. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. I just streamed it and listened to it. Mm. And it's another one for me that like I like it. I certainly don't feel it's like the number one or number two album of the year, and I would it, it, again, uh, like similar to Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. I was like, did I just miss something? Was there something I, that happened that when it I first was came out? I couldn't get into it or something. And I finally, like a couple weeks ago, I just bought the record. And I'm like, I'm gonna take mm-hmm. this home. It's on so many lists this year. I need to listen to it. And I did, and it's 
the writing is great. Like the songwriting is great. His fucking lyrics mm-hmm. are so good, and that's the one thing I loved. Like when we listened to it in the store, like his writing is so sharp and yep. so fucking brutal and done in such a like a perfect way. I appreciate that so much it, about it. It lost a couple points just for like I don't feel like the composition of the album didn't keep me hooked through the whole thing. Um. <laughs> So he lost me some points there. I don't. I don't think it was. It could have been better composed. I just said that to piss him off. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, now I, you're just it making, lost me at points. Now you're just saying antagonistic things to get JJL riled up for his for his top ten list. Uh, it lost me points, but the writing's great. I mean, it's a, it's a solid album. Seven. Seven. Uh, seven is Tribulations, Children of the Night, um, which I had forgotten about for a while. It's a metal album that came out earlier I this year. About it too. <laughs> Now he's being spiteful and you got, grumpy. See, you got him all mad because you talk shit about Father John Missy. Now he's going to fucking ruin the whole podcast. Um, Your face it's, a, it's a good metal album. Um, it's dark. It's They do... They shred at points. There's some... Is that is that the one that had like uh it like covers like wings? Like a body with big black wings going on? Yeah, McCartney yeah, yeah. Wings. Um, it had Paul McCartney on it. <laughs> The tribulations of Yoko. Uh, it was just a, it's a cool record. Like it got every time it started to get like a little too crazy, they pulled it back well and got more melodic, and they, they was had a really good balance to it. That was another one that was on a bazillion lists, and I just never listened to it. Yeah, and I just, I just ran out of time. It was one that I wanted to check out, but I'll, I'll bring it in sometime. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm in. Um, we should play our top ten. Let's like have a day where we we should. Yeah. Okay. Anyone who's coming in. Uh, we're going to say Wednesday is just going to be Top 10 Albums Day this okay. week. Okay. It'll be tomorrow by the time you listen to this podcast. <laughs> it'll be tomorrow. So come in tomorrow and listen to the Top 10 Albums. Uh, number We're six. play them all at once. Can we say that legally or do we have to like pay royalties once we actually say that on a podcast? No. Okay. If you happen it. to wander in, eh, you know, it's just some guys listening to music. Uh, my number six is actually Adele's 25. First time I listened to it, it was actually with you. And I think it was the first time you'd ever listened to an Adele record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ooh. I wasn't that into it then. I remember we we talked to, to Billy about it when he came in, and I wasn't behind it. Like, I said I'd listen to it, and it was a record. It was by Adele. There's a lot of hype behind it. And I just kept, I've, I've been listening to it, um, and I, it's good. It's a good record all the way through. Like, her voice is incredible. Like, no one can fault her voice. But the composition's good. Like, I mean, some of the... It's typical Adele. Like, you know, it's kind of cheesy songwriting, a little bit sad, a little bit mopey, but it's it's a well-written record. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised with the new Adele. Mm-hmm. I think we did talk about this in the last podcast, actually. Because I think we listened to it that day, and then we recorded oh, the podcast. Oh, yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, I was always, I've been curious since then to see how much of the music, like guitar playing, mm-hmm. instrumentation, she was actually involved with. I was curious to know, like, on those, there's like one song that's just a guitar and her. I know she plays guitar. piano. I don't know if yeah. she does anything else. Like I'm, there I'm, were like that's actually a digression, I believe, from her past albums, where a lot of it's just been her and a piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more instrumentation. It's a little poppier. She gets you know mm-hmm. more electronic mm-hmm. bits in some of the songs, uh, which is good. Like she's experimenting a bit more, which is cool. And it's still yeah. the number one record in the fucking world right now. Yeah, uh, but only number six for me. Suck it, Michael Jackson. Boom. Uh, number five is Baroness Purple. Um, I, and we've been listening to it pretty much since it came out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's solid. Like I, the 
tracks are great. It has everything, like all the great elements of the past Baroness records tied into one. The only place it loses points for me is Brevity. And it's the same comment I had about the Smashing Pumpkins album last year. It's a great record, but it's short. That's how I felt as well. The and, first time we listened to it. Like, Yellow and Green was so epic and, like, had so much depth to it. And Purple, it, like, it felt like it could go there. And then it just they robbed you of that second LP. I think it's a weird comparison, though, because Yellow and Green's a double record. It is, but I wanted... It left me... It was Purple is so good, it left me wanting more of this era of their career. I mean, that's, to me, is, is like the ultimate compliment that you can pay to them, is yeah. saying, hey, your record was so good that I just wanted more of I it. I want more. That's that's a hell of a compliment. Stop being yeah. selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Give it to me. Uh, so that was my number five. Number four was Marilyn Manson's Pale Emperor. Really? Yep. Uh, we've talked in the past on the podcast about, you know, like, music we've grown up with and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and yeah, I know we've talk about Manson um but I will be the first to admit like the last 10 years he has sucked like his records have sucked I I, I think I bought uh High End of Low High End of no I didn't even buy High End of, what was before that one mm. Born the, Villain Born Villain yeah maybe I think I might have those backwards actually there were three albums of his that were just consecutively Terrible. Born Villain, High End of Low. And the, the one with, oh, uh, Eat Me, Drink Me. Yeah. Is that the one last okay. one I bought. That's the last one I got. And it was good. It was it was okay. And from there, it kind of went downhill for like two or three albums. And it felt like even he wasn't into being Marilyn Manson anymore. Like, he wasn't into his career. Yeah, maybe he's just stuck in that role. And this one, he collaborated throughout the entire process with Tyler Bates, um, who would... Who is? Does a lot of soundtracks. That was that was Berto jerking off to Tyler Bates. Who's <laughs> <laughs> done a lot of soundtracks uh, for like 300 and Watchmen and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Um, and is a pretty accomplished guitar player. He actually was Manson's touring guitarist for this tour. But um, what happened? He, to, what happened to John Five? John Five's not with him anymore. Yeah. Really? There's yeah. a split. Jordy White still there? No, he's. Um, with, uh, oh, is he back? He was. He, was. Back he played again, with. Yeah, yeah Twiggy was there. Um, he was there. He was there. <laughs> Didn't play. He was just there. He was just hanging out. Yeah. Um. But I think like and uh, an interview I read with Manson regarding this album was that Tyler Bates basically went up to Manson at one point and was like, "Listen, you've sucked. You're better than this. You can make a good record again." And this album was definitely what I would call a comeback record. And it was awesome. Like, it's got all the, like, the old kind of grunginess that Manson's been known for. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics are great. The songwriting's cool. And you can you could just feel that he was back in his game. Cool. So it was cool. Um, so that was my number four. Number three is Jason Isbell's Something More Than Free. Um, good record. It is a good record. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Justin and I first heard clips from the record at a conference we were at last spring. And we got, like, the sampler. And it was in my car all summer. Like, almost on repeat all summer. Like, it's just good fucking record. It had a few more hooks than his first album. Like, it got a little more upbeat, a little more to pull you in. And um, it's just killer. Like, his songwriting's awesome. Um, it was really the first time I ever listened to him. I went back and listened to Southeastern, which came out prior to that one. 
And I mean, he's been around in the scene forever, but um, it was the first time I gave him any kind of solid listening and like a good listen, a good listen. Yeah, put some yeah. time into it. And the single from that record, uh, Twenty Four Frames, is just great. It's an amazing song. And the whole album's full of them. Very Americana esque. Mm-hmm. Like um, you could you could put him in with country, but he's he's more Americana. Like his you get that kind of heartland feel, not in a shitty like John Mellencamp way. Don't you talk shit about Cougar, okay? <laughs> I'll talk shit about whoever. You leave Cougar out of this. Uh, my number two is a soundtrack, of course, to A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And it's a soundtrack to an Iranian vampire movie. And the movie came out last year, and I, had, I researched this extensively. The soundtrack did not formally release until 2015. <laughs> uh, but the movie came out in 2014. Um, and it's just, it's not entire. it's, there's some score bits and there's some, you know, comp stuff from different artists and it's really cool music from like the Middle East. Cause it's made by an Iranian director. Uh, the movie's in, um, Arabic and did you see the movie? I did. I did. What, I watched it on movie? Prime. The movie's awesome. Cool. It's really cool, and the um, it's really originally done. Like it's set up like oh, it's another vampire movie, boo. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the vampire in it is a Muslim woman, and uses the uh, the burqa. Whoa, 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 whoa! First of all, spoiler alert. That, that's she's on the cover. Is, are you going to ruin the movie for no, me? Cause... I still not ruin the movie. Okay, go ahead. Um, she uses her burqa. Symbolically, the way like old Dracula movies use the cape, like she uses it as a part of her character, and not—it's not just there because it's an Iranian film. Like she uses that as part of who she is and her character. And it's really cool. It's a good way to block the sun if you're a vampire. Just right. saying. Yeah. Yeah. She also rides a skateboard. Cool. Uh, I'm in. Um, so it's it's an awesome soundtrack. I listen to it all the time. Um, I probably one of the things most played on my record player this year. Uh, and my number one, number one was really surprising to me. To yourself. To myself. You surprised yourself. Uh, it's one of those things I was, I've been driving around for the past, like, two weeks. It hasn't left my CD player, and I only recently realized, like, oh, shit, I haven't taken this out. Okay, so it came out two weeks ago. <clears throat> no, no, it's been, it's been out for a while, and I actually picked it up when it came out, because I like the single that was on the radio. Uh, it's Lord Huron's Strange Trails. Lord Huron or Huron. Lord Huron? Huron. Huron. H-U-R-O-N. Okay. Huron? Like the, like the, like the lake. Like the Great Lake. Mm. Or the tribe of Native Americans. Um, and it's really good. Uh, it's got some kind of typical, like, hooks, you know, that's kind of the Mumfordy kind of sound that we got these days. A little folky, a little rocky. Um, a lot, at the first few times I listened to it, a lot of the songs sound the same in a really good way it's they almost wrote it like a they, they were writing a musical like there are reprises of riffs that they pulled into the story of their albums and their songs early on and they kind of reappear later on with different lyrics in a different way or different instrumentations same riffs and the composition of it's incredible like start to finish you can get pulled in like oh this riff sounds familiar but it's a new song it's still awesome 
and it took me completely by surprise. Uh, I came out, I liked the single, I put the CD in my car, it's been kind of floating around there for a while, and I put it back in a few weeks ago, and it's just enjoyable on repeat for like two weeks. I have no follow-up questions. I, yeah, I, I, shit. JJ, you want to do yours? Sure. Cool. All right. <clears throat> I'd like to start by saying that my only definite position was number one. Everything else was up in the air until tonight. So you and me had very similar list yeah, styles. I, I had more than enough. I'm the only one here who gives a shit about the rules. That's, no, no. <laughs> I took the time to put the rest of mine in order, mm-hmm. just saying that my definite absolute was number one. Okay. Well, first I'm going to go through my honorable mentions, okay. which I think we, Berto and I overlap on a few, and mm-hmm. even JB and I overlap on a few. Ooh. Um, these are in, in absolutely no order, but maybe in order of release. Because that's how I typed them in here. But okay, uh, Marilyn Manson, Pale Emperor. Mm-hmm. It's an honorable mention. Uh, Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band, so mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah. Just yeah. a fun record, but yep. I, didn't, I didn't throw it in the top ten. Uh, Courtney Barnett. Sometimes I sit and think, and sometimes I just sit. Mm-hmm. Or okay. some, I yep. can't. Something like that. Uh, good record. Just you know, just a good record. Good record. Yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Uh, Uncle Acid, Night Creeper. Oh, that was good. It's on yeah. there. I just, uh, I, you know, this might be on me. Maybe I just didn't give enough listens for it to make my full-on top ten. Full-blown top it ten. That's came another, close to mine. Yeah, it was considered. That's um, another one for me that I just didn't listen to enough. Yeah. And it's one that sort of, like I wish I, I had I more time. I purchased it, and I listened to it when it came out, and then I, I just kind of put it down. Maybe that says something. I don't know. Um, next one, Baroness Purple. I just... I haven't. I I really like the record, but I haven't really listened to the record, mm-hmm. and I need to do that. Uh, next, Mutoid Man Bleeder. Really, JB introduced me to the record. Fucking couldn't get enough of it, and then I lost the CD. So, <laughs> so you had enough. of Yeah, it. <laughs> I don't know where to, I don't know where it went. But uh, also, uh, Jason Isbell, something more than free. Mm-hmm. Couldn't put it down after we got a promo copy of it. And this one, I really like it. Um, I think just by its nature, I couldn't put it on the top ten. But uh, Ryan Adams' cover of Taylor Swift's 1989. I waffled a lot about putting that on my top ten. It's good. It it's, is. It's genuinely really good. good. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I discluded it simply for the fact that it's a covers record from start to finish. Okay. That's, that, I felt like, you know what, that, if that album had come out this year... Maybe, but that album came out in 2014, so... Ooh. Oh, we, yeah, I never explained my standard. Explain your standard for what major list. Because, um, like, JB, like, had his yeah. uh, standard. I, I would say that the things that actually made my list, in some way or another, blew me away. Like, could not stop listening to the record, was surprised at the record, maybe it was even a new find for me. Um, Just, you know... There's artists that I love that came out with records this year that are on my list, but then there's mm-hmm. some artists that are at the top of my list that maybe I wasn't as familiar with, but I gave the record a chance, and just holy shit. Cool. Uh, so without further ado, number 10, uh, Coheed and Cambria, Color Before the Sun. I uh, I kind of put Coheed down for a little while. Not you know, not in words, just I, I put him on the shelf. You guys suck. Nope. Nope. <laughs> just, you know, I... I feel like at some point Kohi grew up, grew up, and I grew up, 
and uh, now we're maybe reconverging again. Like we're we're crossing mm-hmm. paths again. Uh, I really enjoy the new record. I've heard it a few too many times lately, but <laughs> it's because we don't. We are notorious it's for not changing. In, it's our just been rotation. in the CD player yeah. at the store for like a month now, and you know, uh, number nine. Now, technically, not a new album, but never before issued until just a couple months ago, maybe Ooh. a month ago. Uh, that would be Neil Young and the Blue Notes, live at the Blue Note Cafe. Oh, that was, oh fuck, that's killer, yeah. They're recording from 1988, I believe, but just the album, holy shit. I don't, I'm not sure I've ever heard Neil have as much fun as I feel like he's having on that record. And it just, it's so much fun. Um, number eight, this one, their second album ever, first album in 14 years, I believe, so this is, this is a big comeback, but, uh, Desaparecidos Paola, uh, holy fuck, it's such a good record. I have not even heard of that one. It's, uh, Connor Oberst's. I must have missed that. That must have been my, my, one my period away. Your Dark Ages. Yeah. Um, we don't speak of those. I know. I'll have to play it. It's it's just, man. Well, Wednesday, dude. We're doing yes. Okay. Uh, top ten it, Wednesday. I gotta unpack my records so I can top actually bring them. Top Day. Oh. Oh. Hashtag top ten Wednesday or Tuesday. Um, just that record. Like, uh, it's it's basically a political band. Um, Connor Oberst fronted, and um, it's not bright eyesy in any way. Um, it's just, oh, fuck, the, it's just so good and topical. Cool. Do you know what Desaparecidos means? Uh, the disappeared. There's a line in the first record where he says you don't make a rock record with the disappeared. Do you know what it's from originally? No, I do Historically? not. Historically? It was the, uh, in like Argentina and Chile under the dictators down there. Yeah. The babies that were stolen were called the, dis- the disappeared generation because hmm. they were pulled from their parents. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like that gives whole new meaning to the first record. Mm. Read music, speak Spanish. Si, senor. Uh, number seven, surprised not to hear on either of your lists, uh, Clutch, Psychic Warfare. You want to know the truth? I didn't listen to that record until today. Really? That was in my dark ages. Huh. I missed that whole uh, Which we don't speak of. <laughs> until right now. <laughs> so good. So good. My and Voldemort that was period. Good, yeah. I could have easily put it higher on my list, but I I chose not to because there was some other, like, I knew the Clutch record was going to be good. I knew it was going to be good. So I I ranked some other things higher. <clears throat> uh, number six, Modest Mouse, Strangers to Ourselves. Uh, Isaac Brock, always a prolific writer. Gets me with that every time. I forgot and, about that one, too. Yeah, yeah. it's... Mm, mm. Uh, number five... The Punch Brothers, Phosphorescent Blues. Hmm. Um, great record. Very mellow, I'd say, for the Punch Brothers. Um, but just, we we saw them, Roberto and I went and mm-hmm. saw them last week, a week ago today, actually. And uh, they were amazing live. They're five uh five-member band playing around one mic for an entire show, two hours. It was, it was fantastic, and the record is great. And uh, the second track, Julep, it uh, makes me very emotional each time I hear it. Uh, number four, The Sword, High Country. Just fucking great record. The hooks, the keyboard. I, I generally don't like keyboard, but I think it was used really well on this How record. can you not like keyboard? Uh, just You spite your tongue, sir. Uh, anyone out there, feel free to challenge me, but 
I'm not a yes guy. I can't get into yes. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not a rock flute guy. I can't do Jethro Tull. Mm. Not a, any day of the week. <laughs> uh, okay, number three. A new band for me, but a band that's been around a while. And uh, I've uh, I've tasted the honey now. The Decemberist. What a terrible world. What a beautiful world. Man, just a great record. Lyrically, um, just prolific. I, I like uh, I like the snarky undertones that are going on on the record, and it's uh, it's pretty long. There's some, yeah. yeah. That's one I haven't listened to enough this year. It's I keep missing. I, like we keep selling our copy or something like that, and I keep missing it. It's a record that every time I put it on the store, we sell a copy. At least one copy. Like when it first came out, I was playing it pretty nonstop, and we kept reordering. It just it kept going mm-hmm. off the shelf. <coughs> See, and that's a funny thing that you bring up because uh, for uh, maybe what are obvious reasons, like I tend to listen to lyrics last. Mm. Like I listen to melodies and music eighty percent, and then lyrics to me are like the back twenty of what. Um, Pull me into music. I'm a lyrics guy, and yeah, I I just like I'm like a melody guy. I'm like a a, a music guy. I mean, they all have to work together. Obviously, I'm not discounting yeah, yeah, music yeah. in any way, but you know, I I hear a line, and I just you know I think you clever fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's you're not you're using words that I know, but you put them together so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, number two. Really excited about this Big record. Big two. Um, Silver Sun Pickups, Better Nature. Hmm. Number two. Mm. Number two. Wow. It's, oh, God damn, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, so I'll say it. Their last record, Neck of the Woods. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it either. And, I, kinda, uh, I listened a couple times and kind of passed yeah, it over. Like, yeah, like the more I listen to it, the more I like it. But anyway, Better Nature. What a return. They uh, they left their label. I think that was a, a big thing mm. they did. And uh, I don't know, it's about all I know about production-wise of the album, but, you know, the the thing I love about Silver Sun Pickups is they build and they build and they build, and these songs just get, they get so big, and you're just ready, you're ready for that wave to break, and it doesn't happen. It just sort of ebbs back, and it's like, it's just the best cocktease. You know what I'm saying? See, it's funny, because uh, when I, I was working a job when, I was working at a different job when... Uh, I think their last record came out, and I was working with a guy who loved them and only played that fucking record Neck the nonstop, woods. like nonstop. Hmm. And so I have a very clear perception of what I think Silver Sun Pickups, I guess, at this point was about. And so now that you're describing it in this way, now I'm kind of curious. I kind of immediately panned it, partially because I was so overexposed to it at the time that... Uh, I just didn't even, I just was like, I just don't, I don't give a shit about this band. Like, I've heard enough. I yeah. clearly know what they're about. But maybe that was just my, or I shouldn't say maybe, that that was my predisposition because of uh, what my experience was, my, what my experience was with it before. Yeah, your your judgment. Yeah, exactly. But now knowing about there's been big changes and... and I, I don't even know if necessarily there's big changes. It's just like... I'd say it was a return to form. Because some of their early definitely records a return are to, like, so killer. Their first, their first two records and even their first EP are just... They're great. And it, they all have that thing. Like, I just love about them. There's like... They have this ability to restrain themselves when 
when you want it to just go balls out and just crash down, they keep it together. Mm-hmm. And then they you know they they dial it back in. And I just I love that. And lyrically, it's a beautiful record. And the you know what you know what it has? It really has big hooks. Like the choruses in a lot of the songs, you're just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, give me more. <laughs> All right, number one. Let's number one. Let's have it out. All right. Father John Misty, I love you, honey bear. Number one. Number one. You and Rolling Stone and every other fucking You know what? Magazine. I didn't read a single list that was <laughs> by a magazine or a website or anything. Don't give a fuck. It's my number one. That's what all the people who won't be listening to this podcast will be saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have never listened to the Fleet Foxes. I hadn't heard his first record until I purchased this record. Man. That, like, the thing I think I thought so many times, the first couple times I listened to this record, were, you clever bastard. (laughs) You just, you clever bastard. You know what's funny is, when I think of that record, it actually is what I think you like. Like, Musically and lyrically, like the the thing I like the most about him is, like I said earlier, it was like his like really sharp and really brutal lyrics. That so he, brutal that he but and he presents this Just, in like this perfect very witty way too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so witty. Yeah. It's so relentless. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this is what I. When it's I, so funny. Like when I think about you, that's what I think of. I'm like JJ loves this record. Oh, God, I love that record so much. So much to the point where Aaron is completely sick of it. <laughs> like she's like, uh, enough well, I, with the Father John already. You you play that nonstop when it first came out, and I was I finally I was like, nope, I can't. It. I gotta tune it out. <laughs> it's just, uh, and like, I I here's what I really want to disagree. With. You said you didn't like the composition of the record. It lost me toward the end. The flow, but the end is the best part. When you get <laughs> to when you get to holy shit and bored in the USA, bored in the USA, yeah. I like. But like holy shit into bored in the USA, one of the best one twos. Like one two is on an album that I can think of. Mm. Like they are a perfect pair, and then he brings it down. Where uh, what's what's I can't remember the name of the last track. I've only listened to uh, a few times. Now, something sorry. on the way home, and it's like this. Just really, the last song is actually like this sort of beautiful ballad where he's saying like he sees a girl in a parking lot, and that's really all it is. But he sees her, and obviously I'm assuming he thinks she's attractive. And he goes in, he spirals into this whole thing about what their life together could be. And, like, they find love, they build a life. You know, he's talking about, you know, we we let the front lawn grow until we don't need signs that say keep out anymore. Like, that's how, he just, she's his private thing. And they're keeping together. And then it comes back around to, all because I went to the store. Oh, yeah. And he says, I'll see you around. What's your name? Uh, it's just, it's a perfect record. Then he follows her home, sits in her driveway. <laughs> takes a dark turn. <laughs> takes a dark I, turn. I think uh, that's an Alanis Morissette song, actually. <laughs> 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 it's called Your House. Google it. Oh. I uh, well, uh, well, not to detract from Father John Misty, <laughs> but uh, Alanis, Alanis Morissette has an, an acapella track called uh, Your House, I believe, in which it's about her, like, Walking into somebody's house or somebody walking to her house and like getting naked and taking a shower and just kind of hanging around in their apartment. 
Oh, I do remember that song now. Yeah. Being a creep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but Father John Misty, number one record of the year, hands down. See, and that's one thing I wish I had. I wish I had one that to me, like, that's my definite. was my clear and defined, like, you know, breakout, blown away, number one album. Like, I put, this year. I put Punch Brothers at number five, I think it was. But say we hadn't seen them last week, maybe it would have been a little lower on mm-hmm. my list. They're yeah, refreshing sure. your mind. Yeah. 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 And I've got a lot that I thought were really good. And I certainly don't mean that in a negative way. I just, uh, I had trouble uh, ranking mine, really. I guess that's really like the, the core of what I'm getting at. Is yeah. I had trouble ranking mine. It's hard to rank, but yeah. it's, you know, you can't cop out and say. It's tough. Yeah. No I mean, order. I know. I think saying in no particular order is a cop out. I think my, like the number two, the girl walks home alone at night, is probably the one that like I was most enthusiastic about mm. when I listened to it. Like, this is awesome. But the Lord Huron became so comfortable. Like, it's like, it's a, it's a comfortable record, I think is the best thing I can say about it. Mm, mm. Well, right. it's, this feels cathartic. Aww. We're putting it all out there. Like, I've been holding on to my yeah. to my list for weeks. <clears throat> we've been, we've all, been all talking year, about this really, for but weeks. I, like, mm-hmm. I've known my number one, and I'm pretty sure I didn't say it to anybody. I might have mentioned it, but... No. I, think I, I think I assumed... We had a little conversation. Yeah, I think, I think I might have assumed... Car. There definitely hasn't been like a, a predetermined thing. We didn't go over our list with each other before this no, podcast. No. This was just, unrehearsed. Yeah. In fact, I I literally wrote my list while on the way uh, while waiting for JB to get here. You were writing your there list you when we first started recording the podcast <laughs> three hours ago. Yeah. All right, so that that's that is our top ten lists. Uh, we still would love to hear yours. Yeah, we still it, want yours. Yeah. If you have, uh, t- tell us what you were listening to this year. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what affected you. Tell us what uh, resonated with you. Tell us what you hated. Yeah. Tell us what yeah. record absolutely were you just like, that's a fucking turd of a record right there. Tell us why we're wrong. Yeah. Oh, and uh, actually something that uh, I thought about that we should have thrown in. Um, favorite reissue this year. Uh, I thought about favorite reissue. Uh, yeah, there's so many other things. Though. <laughs> Favorite record store day piece, you know. Ooh, like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna right now. I'm just gonna do a quick uh, hashtag search of uh, DS top ten 2015. Okay. I just want to see like where we where some of our releases rank, mm-hmm. our picks rank to compared to other people's. Wow, there's 22 posts with that hashtag. Wow, hmm. we got a pretty wide range of lists actually, which I was really happy with. We got a lot of people who listen to a lot of really different things who submitted. And even still, I feel like there was still a lot of crossover. There's still yeah. a lot of like very yeah. common things. Like Father John Misty, I think, <clears throat> made it onto just about everybody's list. I'm right up there with Kendrick Lamar. Yep, I see. Duking it out for I number one. I think Kendrick Lamar might be on more people's list than Father John Misty. First one I'm looking at here is uh, Sarah's list, aka the Pizza Clown, <laughs> um, <laughs> aka the Scissor Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's got Kendrick Lamar at number five. Uh, let's see. We've got Alex Semino. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, she agreed with me. Father John Misty, I Love You, Honey Bear, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, she has no Kendrick Lamar, though. Uh, let's see. Melly, we've got... She, actually, Melly wrote a really nice thing in her, her post on Instagram. She ended it with, at uh, Darkside Records PK, you guys are the coolest. Thanks for helping me spend my countless paychecks. There you Aww. go. Uh, we got little Yaz's list. There ain't no crossover on there. Nope, it's all pop punk. Yasmin Bleeth. Nope, it's not all pop punk. Number five, Adele. Oh, oh. 
Is that the same place I had Adele? No, Birdo and uh, Birdo and Lil Yaz. Well, Adele is her girl, along with Beyonce Bay. and some other person. Oh, Taylor Swift. T Swizz. T Sweezy. Okay, well, this one isn't in order, but the uh, the bro Namus from Hudson Valley Tattoo Company mm-hmm. uh, at the I'm not sure if it's the top or bottom of their list. Have Kendrick Lamar to pimp a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe their list is not sequential, mm. uh, partly because it's non-denominational. Uh, it's four people's. It's the shot list, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, our good friend Kristen, she had Kendrick Lamar at number eight. Mm-hmm. That's the only. Uh, cr- oh uh, no, she had a crossover with JB. She had Grimes at number four. Oh yeah, there you go. I know she also had Joanna Newsom on there, right? Was that her yeah, number that one? Yeah, that was her number one. And that's a record I did not listen to this year, and I, I feel like I need to. I need to check that out. Oh, our friend Billy says, good list. Uh, let's see. Let's. Billy see. was supposed to give us a list, wasn't he? I think Billy is going to give us a list. Billy better Ooh. be giving us a We're list. We're going to harass him until he does. Although I will say good. that uh, based on Billy's recommendation, I listened to Chelsea Wolfe. Mm-hmm. That was a good record this year's. Yeah, I, you know what? I've heard a track. Like in just doing like some new release ordering, and I want to check it out, but I just never got around to it. It but, was good until JB sold the copy. We sorry, had. buddy. That's actually uh, a, an artist who I don't know why I never mentioned it to you, but it's an artist who you, every, yeah, you were talking about that. The I other was day. like, you would love her. I don't know why I've never thought of saying, "Hey, Birdo, listen to this," because it, it, and as soon as I did, I was like, "This is so obvious that you would love Chelsea Wolf." Uh, our own uh, Tyler Gherkin, he had Kendrick Lamar at number one. He also has he also has Adele on his list at number three. Mm-hmm. Wow! So so far, obviously, so wait, hold on. Somewhere in a dark corner, Tyler sits and listens to Adele in his free time. Yeah, he bought it the day it came mm-hmm. out. I remember. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, <coughs> I would say that obviously the clear favorite among Dark Side posters so far is Kendrick Lamar, followed by Adele. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I had to say so far, I would say that as a store. I'm going to say the number one album sold this year has to be Adele. Easily. Like, we haven't crunched the numbers yet, but I, I just really think both for CD and vinyl, that will be it. I mean, we ordered her in numbers that are unprecedented for us. Yeah. And sold. That would be an interesting thing to do in, like, our January podcast. Usually come January, I do that just for my own curiosity. We should do that. Uh, let's see. Let's see what our own Kendra had. Uh, her and I... Oh, Kendra and I had Coheed at the same place. Ooh. Um, she had Father John Misty at number four, Adele at number three, Modest Mouse at number two. Oh, number one. I should have put this on my honorable mentions. Uh, Alabama Shake, Sound and Color. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was very a very good record. record. Yeah, very I good just, record. I, I overlooked that one. That was another one that I really liked. We listened to it a lot. Oh, shit. She's got another one I overlooked. Completely overlooked. You guys aren't going to believe it. I forgot about the Dead Weather record. I thought about Dead Weather. I, I, I thought I about it, putting it, it on there, and you're just a bad Jack White fan, man. Apparently. Also, um, did you know that he, uh, Jack White is on the Hateful Eight soundtrack? His White Stripes track. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, Apple Bottom. Uh, I can't, I can't read it, but it's uh, our sexist Dark, dark Side Records top ten. From DJ of Dead Empires. <laughs> it's not readily available for me. Wait, did it say sexist and not sexiest? Oh, se- I'm sorry, I read sexist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is our sexist top ten. <laughs> Probably our sexist DS top ten is what I read. <laughs> A lot of Bobby Brown on there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we'll have to tally the votes at the end and see like what the, what the most overlapped items were. I think that'll be an interesting list, too. 
I'm going to put together a thing on our website tomorrow, and it's going to be just like a uh, – it's going to be a single page, and it's going to be all Dark Side employees and their lists on one page mm-hmm. and all Dark Side uh, friends, family, fans, customers, and all of them on one page. And that way you can just scroll through and see what everybody put. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll find something that you like. I'm speaking to you, the listener. Maybe you find something you like. But maybe you're looking at me. I know. Something you've never heard, some, something new to listen to. And hopefully you'll... Uh... Don't forget to come in Wednesday when we'll be playing our top ten, <laughs> if we all remember to do so, which we probably won't. Are we all working Wednesday? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I know we are, but at the same time. I'm sure be. at some point yeah. there's an overlap. I'm in early, so I'll start. Okay. Cool. So yeah, so come in Wednesday. Hear some records that uh, we all liked. Pick up some records that we all liked. For yourself or as uh, last-minute Christmas gifts? The literal last-minute, last minute, yeah. mm-hmm. as last-minute as possible Christmas gift. Well, it's not Christmas Eve, but... And uh, the fire's out. The fire's yeah. out. Fire had, the fire had a good and run so on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our top tens. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening, as always. We uh, have a discount code? Well, before we get there... Okay. Thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of this with us for all of 2015. Thanks for all your support. Thank you, everyone who has come in. Thanks Thank to all the new customers who have checked us out. Yeah, thanks everyone who's interacted with us. Uh, thanks for know. all the referrals from you good customers that are out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had an amazing 2015 and are so thankful for everything. Maybe this would have been better to say the Thanksgiving podcast, but we're just... No, it's fuck it. We're end of the year. We're yeah. making We're making resolutions. And our, I think our resolution is to uh, always be better, do better in 2016. Yep. And uh, something funny. And uh, in January, we're going to be moving into our new space, 611 Duchess Turnpike, just a half mile down the road from where we are currently. We know it says November. Uh, January 16th is the tentative move-in date. And, and our fifth year anniversary. Exactly. Of existence. So uh, we're starting school. We're, we're gonna have a great celebration. We have a lot planned. Keep sending your lists. Keep sending, keep sending your list. Let us know what you're listening to, and uh, what's our next podcast gonna be? I guess it's just January. Yeah, we'll we'll talk in January. We'll talk new store. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, uh, we'll talk the uh, the best of Dark Side 2015. Oh, what do you think was Aaron's top two? Aaron's top two. Um, Did she disclose that information with you? I'm going to say that her number one was um, Maria Mena. I believe the album is called Growing Pains. Okay. Um, for I was going to say that most people don't know who Maria Mena is, but she is a, I want to say, Norwegian singer. I don't I don't want to necessarily call her a pop singer, but I mm-hmm. guess it's pop, pop, pop Popular in the fjords. <laughs> um, it's, it's actually a pretty good record. We listened to it again today in the car. And, um, yeah, it's a solid record. I'm going to give her number two. Well, I know she enjoyed the Ryan Adams Taylor Swift cover record. That's what I would have assumed was number two. Um, something else came out this year that she really liked. There was another dude that came out. I can't think of who she was into. I don't know. If you hear this, just bug her to ask her what her top ten list is. She'll love it. <laughs> she loves Perfect. being bugged. <laughs> so that's our top ten list podcast. Thanks yes, for listening. Indeed. Um. Again, send us yours, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Have a great holiday. Have a great New Year. If we don't see you between now and then, and uh, we will see you in 2016 at our new location. And thank you. 
And thanks. So, uh, on behalf yeah. of the Dark Side Records and Gallery Podcast, I'm JB. I'm Berto. I'm JJ. Thanks. Later. See you next year. Or sooner. <laughs>